What's happening, Fart Lickers? Series 11 of the podcast, along with our Summer Showdown Challenge, are now live. And we're very excited to bring you this series in partnership with our pals at Twisted Running, the new home of all your What The Fart Lick podcast merchandise needs. But that's not all that Twisted Running are about. Whether you're a run club, a community, or just some pals looking for some custom threads, they've got you covered. They can help with every aspect of the journey, from custom logo design through to deciding price points, payment processing, and even postage and packaging. Most importantly though, they're just some good guys trying to do good things in the running community. So head on over to www.twistedrunning.co.uk and find out how they can help you with all your custom running design needs. While you're there, of course, check out some What The Fart Like swag. If you like anything, use code WTF10 at checkout to get a massive 10% off. Thank you to Twisted Running for supporting us on our journey. And now it's time to get on with the show. Are you alone or a groupie and are you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world of both like run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in. Matt? Yes? You know while I was getting my drink of water? Yeah. Did you say to JP that you think the episode's going to run pretty long this week so we should just sack off Matthew Taylor improvisational comedy? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a shame because now it's time for Matthew Taylor improvisational comedy. <laughs> are, are you sure you want to do this when we've got an international athlete on as a jig as a guest? So, Matt, the situation is this. You're at the <laughs> Olympics. <laughs> Uh, you're at the Olympics. You're about to take part in the decathlon. Uh, but unfortunately, you've realised that your javelin is made of jelly. OK. Uh, you've got to go and find a new one, but you can't find one anywhere in the arena. The only person who's got a javelin, a javelin, a javelin that you can use is. Mm, Give me somebody I know. Marilyn Manson. Oh no, we don't. We don't talk about Marilyn Manson anymore. We're not allowed to, are we? He, he's he's an, he's a bad one. Uh, who's not a bad one? Neil Buchanan. He's not done anything wrong, has he? Art attack. So Neil Buchanan's got the key. Got all the javelins, but he hates you because you've slept with his girlfriend. So you've got to convince Neil Buchanan to give you a javelin so you can take part in the decathlon in the Olympics and win the gold for your country of Endor. <laughs> Go. First of all, it's, it's been an honour. It's, it's an honour to represent Endor in this uh, in this Olympic game. Uh, <laughs> I never thought I'd be picked. Um, obviously, I'm, obviously, I'm good enough. I've made the cut. You're the tallest that you walk. It's fine. <laughs> Wicket ran you close, but you saw him off. Uh, you just made it easy by saying Neil Buchanan. I'll just ask, get some paper mache, don't you? Make a make a a paper mache javelin, but I've got to convince him to. No, okay, okay. Let's let's rewind. I know that this is in the realm of fantasy, but do you really expect to give a good representation of yourself at the Olympic stage with a papier mache javelin? No, absolutely not. You need a proper javelin, and you need to sweet talk Neil Buchanan into giving you the key to the cage that's got the javelins in them. I'm Neil Buchanan. Sway me. I don't need Neil Buchanan anyway, because if, if, if I'm in the decathlon, I'll just go to the next aisle. It'll be in the next aisle, won't it, Javelins? In decathlon. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
other running chapter available. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. It's <laughs> oh, good at next day. <laughs> oh, God. No, no, I got you. don't have to repeat it. I got it. Sorted. No. I'm Neil Buchanan. Convince me. Nobody needs Neil Buchanan. I've sorted it, haven't I? I'm in decathlon. I pick up a javelin. Sorted. They sell canoes and everything. You've got to have a javelin, <laughs> India. Um, all right, I guess that's the end of Matthew Taylor improvisational comedy. I just can't be asked to argue with him, to be honest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to series 11, episode 6 of the What the Fart Like podcast. My name is Rob. I'm uh, Matt. We sell everything in Decathlon. No, Matt, you don't have to keep saying it, mate. I, I got it. We both got it. We know. We know it's fine. It's over. <laughs> it's over. And hopefully anyone who has come to listen to this podcast because they like Kerry O'Flaherty and they've not had any interaction or engagement or understanding of us before and got thrown straight into that hot mess um, yeah. hasn't gone, fuck this noise, and turned it off. Um, I can't promise it gets better, um, but I do thank you for your persistence. Um, yeah. Not just me and you here, Matt. JP's lurking in the background. Carves, how are we doing? <sighs> I don't know what that was. Two two things on that. Firstly, that was the worst one we've ever done. Mm. wasn't even wasn't even funny. Like it wasn't even like funny because Matt was crap. It was just crap. And and secondly, Matt, Decathlon aren't going to give you any free stuff. Stop talking about them, please. <laughs> He's waiting for that brand that brand ambassador role. But yeah, I'm all right. Other than that. Good. Right. Okay, Matt. What's on the show today? Let's pick this one up after that slightly underwhelming performance. That's what she said. Go on. Oh, on the show this week, we've got How's Our Week in Running. Uh, the awesome Kerry O'Flaherty is here to talk about Olympic uh, adventures and uh, international uh, running and steeplechase um, endeavours. Uh, new feature that Yodi guys did last week, the running playlist thingy. Yeah, I've got that written out. Uh, Bema are back for part run chats and then obviously Statman John uh, joins along for the, uh, part, uh, for the uh, summer showdown segment. Obviously, I've just done the... the Matthew Taylor improvisational comedy bits it's, before. It's not even not even worthy of the song, to be completely honest with you, mate. Mm. No. It's sta- it's staying in just a warning to people. Every damn day. <laughs> Stay off my land. Um how's our week's been, guys? I'm still not running. That's my week updated, mm. getting a bit down about it to be honest, but uh, it's not for today, this that chat. Um Matt, you had a little bit of a scare, didn't you, on your ankle fell down the stairs? Yeah, yeah, I've uh Got a, got a new bed. Um, I've taken the old bed frame down the stairs and uh, tripped on a on a bloody shin pad that no had left on the stairs. Um, probably should have cleared the stairs first before I did this. You've got to accept some blame for it, yeah. Yeah. Look where uh, you're going. <clears throat> rolled my ankle. Um, I think pretty much like you did. Um, the first first one you did before you went down the divot. Um, and honestly. I, I shit my pants basically. I thought I thought all the hard work and everything I'd done up to that point had just been thrown out the window. I was being a bit teary downstairs, swearing, and Donna came running down saying, "What's up? What's up?" And then she proceeded to laugh and post to a group that she, <laughs> Matt's not running anymore. Um, no, I don't think she would do any malice in it, but I think she just mentioned it to their group. Um, I tried keeping it a bit quiet. <laughs> she was <just> like, <laughs> I'm shy to tell everybody. Yeah, don't, if you want to keep it quiet, you don't tell your Donna, do you? Let's be real. <laughs> no, uh, but luckily, uh, I rested for a couple of days, took some advice from you guys and, uh, and went for a run yesterday, which was Wednesday. 
Thursday, what, Tuesday? What am I on about? The Tuesday, uh, went for a run with Isaac in tow on the bike. Uh, managed six miles without no, in, no, no, no issues, no injuries, no niggles. Um, just like a little bit of a run walk type thing. So, uh, yeah, touch wood. It's, it's, it's okay. Um, I've obviously adjusted the plan accordingly and, uh, and knocking off the speed work and just trying to increase the miles slowly for, to, to build up for next week and, and kick on from next week, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed with the bump in the road, mate. It is it is scary, but you can't help it. It's just how you adapt from when you come mm-hmm. on the back end of it. And, and it sounds like you've done all the right things, haven't you? So just take it easy, ease yourself back in work on it that's you know one thing that i've probably been guilty of while i've been off is i've not really rehabbed it very well i've i've walked on it and i've tried to exercise it and i stretch it when i can but i've probably been a little bit slack despite advice from lots of people including you guys about you know doing those exercises and balancing and that kind of thing and it's probably slowed down my recovery so don't omit that don't neglect that um, i'm starting to do it now I've, I've spent a good 15 20 minutes doing it this evening i'm going to do a bit more before bed um, because it, it it won't heal otherwise, so or it'll heal badly. So um, yeah, it sounds like you're okay, but just stay safe and don't do anything stupid. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, I like, well, like play football in, in a couple of weeks time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm still playing football next week, so we'll see how that goes. Um, JP, how's the uh, road to Berlin coming? Yeah, um, I've had a pretty good week. I th- last week was a tough one, um, so I, I have a, quite a lot of speed on, so it's quite the polar opposite of you, Matt, I guess. Um, and I've actually come through it really well, so I'm, I'm feeling in a, a good place. The, the long runs are getting long, so me and your good lady wife went out for quite a long run on Saturday, just gone. So uh, we did Burnley Park run and then decided to run home, which is another half marathon. So, um, yeah, nice chatty run there and things are starting to tick along. Uh, and, and the speed work that I've done this week has given me a bit of a boost. Um, I, I think similar to you, Mike, you were flying. Uh, and, you know, this is only a little setback and you've done exactly the right thing, as, as Rob said. But um, I was probably feeling a little bit behind after the holiday um, yeah. and the speed stuff was feeling really difficult. Whereas I uh, went out. <laughs> the holiday we all set back then. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the holiday was JP's ankle. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's it. Yeah. But I ate the, the ankle in that, that story. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm I'm in a good spot, so long may that continue, and uh, hopefully the football doesn't derail me as well because uh, well, it's it's gonna do, it is going to derail us all, but it's just how long it derails us for. Yeah, and that of course, what JP is referring to is our weekend that is happening next weekend in Sheffield Bank Holiday, August weekend. If you are in the Sheffield area, I think it's probably a little bit late for anybody to be organ. Although if you want to book a hotel and come last minute, you absolutely can. But if you are in the local area and you're maybe not a huge part of the community, we. We're doing the football um, at Northumberland Road, University Pitches. On uh, That was Frank. Thanks, Frank. Um, on University Pitches uh, in Sheffield uh, at the, what's it called? North, it's on Northumberland Road anyway. Uh, on the Saturday, come and watch. Come and be a part of that. Uh, we're doing a part and takeover at Graves Park on Saturday morning. Come and be a part of that. And we are having a party at Glide, which is near Sheffield Arena um, in the evening. You're definitely welcome to come to that. So please do come along. We're very grateful to have about 50 people coming along already. Loads of Instagram, running lovelies, loads of family lovelies. We're going to have a great time and we're looking forward to it, aren't we, boys? Yes, can't wait for that, mate. Can't wait. Look, I, I can't wait for the football because I know what it's going to feel like afterwards. But the, the party and the drinking and all that good stuff, yeah, it's going to be a great, great, great weekend. Agreed. How, how are we feeling about the football, Matthew? Because you've got two, I mean, two I, storm I mean, I, team Rob I, 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 members here. 
I've got to I've got to feel confident. I've got to got to put some sort of an effort in, but I'm not looking forward past, to this. Past past performance would dictate I wouldn't be too confident if I was you. We've just got like eight in defence and two up front. That's it. Yeah, no, I don't mean your team's performance. You've got some good players. I mean your own personal performance. Oh yeah. Um, Bear in mind, last year you were worse than the first year. Remember that. Mm. Yeah, you you have had a steady decline in ability. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting I mean, older. Well, I mean, you didn't score an own goal in the second year. Uh, but you did you did manage to get chipped by Ben you skinned and chipped um, oh, for Ben's goal I tried playing full Monty offside trapped in it but it just didn't work <laughs> anyway anyway uh, before we get over to Carry Off Flighty then JP and I had a little bit of a little bit of fun without you last week when you weren't here Matt we, uh, we did What the Playlist we picked our five favourite really? running songs um, uh, that we like to have in a running playlist and we thought it'd be fun to uh, get on Spotify, which we've done. And uh, a few people have saved it and used it and shared that they have. So that's pretty cool. Um, and we're going to add to it. So we're going to do Ben's and Emma's and Statman John's for some reason throughout the rest of the series. But this week, we're going to find out what Matt's five songs are on his running playlist. And I'm very impressed to say that Matt has got a piece of paper with some writing in front of it, which means he's actually concentrated and he's not just going to say boom by POD five times. Um, but we're going to get over... What? That's not even on the list. That's, That's not made solely, of crooks. Solely to making fun of you about it. Um, but we're going to find out what gets Matt going, what gets his engine revving, what gets him uh, finding that extra gear if he's training with music. So Matt, let's have a little, let's have a little find out about the inner workings of Matty Taylor's brain. What's the first song that goes on well, to your first, playlist? First of all, you guys last week, Alanis Morissette, Hand in My Pocket. Love that one. Banger. Love that one. Yeah. <laughs> Just sort of song you don't listen to that often, but yeah, loved it. Uh, first one on my list. This one gets me going uh, pretty pretty well. If you're feeling a bit of a dark place or a bit of a hard slog, Eminem till I collapse. Oh yeah. I, you know what? Mm. I, I was surprised that we didn't get an Eminem track on um, mm. uh, last week. Uh, I think "Lose Yourself" is up there for me, um, as well as there's loads actually. But "Till I Collapse" is a really good song. Yeah. Good choice, <laughs> mate. Yeah. The, the intro bit, it just kind of revs you up, doesn't it? Is that all you've got type thing? So, yeah, love that. Um, yeah. I've just, basically, I've just gone on my running playlist and, and scoured down and, and picked the songs that I skip to the most, and that's what I've chosen on here. There's some yeah. different ones on here. So I've got, next one is Pink, Just Like a Pill. No! Oh, yes, yeah. Pink! Yeah, yes. absolute banger. Yeah, I'll yeah. take that all day long. We have, we have, we have risen the bar. On this playlist twice, there, Matt. Yeah, both great songs. Uh, not not a particularly happy song, uh, no. necessarily, but no. but but good good beat and good to get you going and definitely sing it along to if you're feeling a bit angsty. Yes, hundred uh, percent. Then it's the script Hall of Fame. Bit yeah. different. Bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. I, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, no, no, it's it's. JP, you said yeah too many times. <laughs> JP's furrowing his brow. Um, I think it is. I'm not a big script fan, but I can see why you've gone for it. And it is a pretty motivational song. And I think people will yeah. like it going on the playlist. So it's not a bad show, Matty. Not at all. But, but it's no umbop. It's no umbop, unfortunately. No. <laughs> uh, Coldplay. Can you think about which one I've gone for? Viva La Vida. Uh, Viva La Vida by Coldplay. <laughs> No, no, I'm aware of it. You don't have to sing it. This is it started so well, Matt. It might be the rhythm that'll run out. It, it can, if I'm finding it tough, I think it might. It's that 
cadence, it gives me a bit of a... Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Listen, it's not a bad song. I think Coldplay get a really bad rep, don't they? They are universally hated just because he's absolutely insufferable at times. But they have got the opposite way around. Yeah, you should have put this list up. Should have led with Coldplay. This is like this is this is like Alanis Morissette, but there's nobody will probably listen to this, and it's a proper old old boy, Daniel Powter, Bad Day. Because you've had a bad day. He's in and 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 and in and Ready for tomorrow morning. We'll do you a nice little graphic as well for yourself. Um, it'll be an Ewok. Sorry. In advance. Well yeah, I'm quite impressed with that, actually. It wasn't POD. So, well done. And to oh, be fair, I, I like Boom by POD. So, I don't even know why we're ripping him so much. Oh, it's better than Daniel Powder. Let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> it's definitely better than Coldplay. Um, but he's had a go. So, he's not he's not had too bad of a day, has he? Uh, good job, Matty. Um, well done. I, didn't, I just didn't want to pick the obvious ones. You know what I mean? Name me an obvious one. Like uh, Linkin Park. That JP picked Linkin Park. Did it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How's that obvious? <laughs> I, I do like the uh, the F song by Limp Bizkit. Oh, that's a good one. Isn't it? <laughs> the F song, did you just say? Yeah, I didn't want to... The fuck song, then. Is that a song? Oh, hot dog. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> okay. Well, this is side well, but it's descended into absolute nonsense. Let's save it by going to our guest. Um, let's go to check with Kerry O'Flaherty. Uh, we've never had an Olympian on the show, and based on the first 15 minutes of this podcast never. you can see you can see why but fortunately uh kerry's an absolute diamond and i think we'll probably have quite enjoyed this in a weird way uh she of course represented ireland at rio 2016 in the three kilometer steeplechase that is just probably the climax of a very very storied and successful international career running for ireland and um, we're going to talk all about that we're going to find out about what it takes to get to the top we're going to talk about what happens when you don't quite get to that brass ring and we're going to talk about what happens when you do gatch it and what you've got to do next uh carrie's approaching a stage in her career where her olympic days are probably behind her and she's starting to think about adjusting to life and how she can pass on her expertise to other people but maybe step out of the spotlight a little bit it's a raw conversation it's a vulnerable conversation it's an honest conversation she was an absolute diamond she didn't have to give us a time um and to speak to somebody who's done that thing that not many people get the chance to do was pretty inspirational for me so i hope you boys really really enjoy it let's save this episode by going and chatting to the excellent kerry o'flaherty jp roll the audio now, can you believe that we are already over halfway through Series 11, but the train of amazing guests just keeps on rolling, and today is no exception. In a what the fart like first, we are talking to an Olympian. Her trip to Rio in 2016 was, however, just a notch on a storied international career with Commonwealth, World and European Championships all in her rear view. 
But her journey is about more than just the international stage. We want to get to know the superstar behind the superstar, the teacher, the mentor, the ASICS frontrunner. And as we always have to shout out, the pretty athletic ambassador who just wants to share her love and knowledge of running. So much to cover in 30 minutes. So let's get into it. And I'm going to stop flapping my gums. Please welcome the wonderful Kerry O'Flaherty. Kerry, how are we doing today? Hey, uh, thanks for having me. No, very, very happy you've joined us. And uh, and yeah, let's get into it because we've got a lot to talk about, haven't we? Um, we spoke a little bit before we started recording that we want to hear all about your amazing achievements on the international stage. But we also want to learn about you, the person behind it. So um, let's get into it. Do you want to start by telling me how your running journey started? Has it always been a part of your life? Um, it has since I've been about sort of 12, 13. Um, I ran a local road race in my town, Newcastle, County Down. And I really sort of never looked back from there. It was um, sort of a road race that was being run when there was a, a little bit of a summer festival on. And, you know, I was, I was you know, down the town with my dad. And I was sporty. I did a bit of sport in school. Um, and I sort of said to him, oh, can I, can I go in for this? And he goes, yeah, sure, why not? Um, and I ended up, it was, it was a 5K road race with 3K for juniors. And I ended up, I think I finished third overall and beating most of the boys. So only a couple of boys in front of me. So it was then uh, Newcastle AC spoke to my dad and said, oh, is that your daughter? And um, yeah, just started off with the club and um, just worked my way, you know, up the ranks eventually. <laughs> so, so always been an athlete. Um was it as simple as as soon as you, you got out on that first race, it was like, I love this. Let's this. This is going to be me now on. Yeah, well, I really enjoyed the buzz of it. I really enjoyed sort of all the people there, the people cheering along the streets. You know, it, it was it was great. Um, I did a bit of team sport in school, but I maybe wasn't selected for a lot of the teams. Uh, played a wee bit of the school team and that and that was about it. So sort of finding my niche in, in the sporting world was was great. And um, my club um, was mainly at the time a mountain running club. So I sort of um, dabbled in a little bit of mountain running and um, road racing cross country. And it was then sort of after my first year running, um, I was introduced to the track through, um, you know, the, the, the school's competitions. And um, yeah, I sort of, I had, I had a, had a talent, but, um, you know, I wasn't breaking world records or anything like that for, for my age group. Um, I just, I just worked really hard at it Um, re really enjoyed it and sort of, you know, I find my sport, but, you know, later, later on in life, um, you know, from being mainly an 800 meter, 1500 meter runner and cross country runner, um, I transitioned to the steeplechase at the age of, 30. <laughs> right okay but yeah so as long you know I, when I went to university I had to sort of step back from my running and, and athletics because um I, I just couldn't do the training with the traveling so that was that was pretty tough so there was a gap there when I went through university and I was doing my degree and I was doing my PTC for my teaching that I really took a step back and it wasn't until I sort of came into the big bad world of work that um I had more time for my running and I really wanted to get back to it and um I was you know, a couple of coaches had said to me, you know, you're really good at 3000 sort of 1500 meters. I was just sort of missing out on sort of championship qualifying for championships by, you know, maybe one or two seconds, 5000 meters, a handful of seconds. So my sweet spot was 3000 meters, you know, and I, I was running really well over that distance. But as we know, it's a not an Olympic distance anymore for mm -hmm. um, anybody. So apart from indoors. Um, so, uh, yeah, we had a we had a go at the steeplechase. Um, 
I mean, t- t- tell me about the steeplechase then, because it is if, if it's not something that, that was kind of a part of your running journey previously, there's there's an adaptation there, isn't there? Was there a bedding in period of getting used to the um, some of the rigors that come with the steeplechase or did you find that you took to it pretty quickly? Yeah, well, I guess, you know, you know, as the saying goes, um, you know, you can teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> and um, I think because sort of I sort of grew up in an era where we didn't do much athletics at school, it was a bit of cross country and that was it. Um, as far as sort of like track and field went, it was your sports day at school and, and, and you know, you, you really didn't get introduced to athletics much. So we didn't have any hurdles, so I'd never gone over any hurdles. So, you know, what my coach was saying and, and one of the, the Irish coaches um, at the time was saying, you know, I wasn't coming into it with any bad habits, sort of the bad hurdling habits or anything like that. So it was, you know, learning something new, learning a new skill. Um, and I really enjoyed it because it's an event where you can take massive chunks off your time, you know, from your first item to your second item and, and, and so on, you know, it's um, as, as your technique develops, um, you know, you can, you can take, you know, a lot of time off, you know, off your race. So um, yeah, cause there's, you know, there's, there's lots of little elements to the steeplechase, you know, <laughs> technical and tactical and yeah. And your endurance as well. So, you know, you can work at all those different things and, and, you know, become a, become a better hurdler and yeah. I mean, it can. It's interesting because, and, and and I love talking about it because, for, as nothing more than a casual observer of the event, it is an event that looks like it can be chaos at times. It's an event that looks like it can, um, stuff can go wrong, can't it as well? Um, so it, it's interesting to hear you say that it is all about learning that technique, those tactics, those ways to to gain those seconds and to avoid those risks to 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 propel yourself onwards. And like you said realistically if, if it goes to plan you can really shave some time off can't you and succeed yeah no you can um you know really I, I, I really enjoyed the event it was you know coming in and, and doing something new um and yeah I, I, I suppose I really took to it you know I guess you were going to some races um throughout Europe and there may have been you know too many in the race at times you know um mm. Erdogan in Belgium um, <laughs> is a famous place where they maybe pack 20, 30 women and men into the steeplechase race. And, um, you know, it, it, it does get chaotic. Um, you know, um, Erdogan was a race in 2013 where um, I, I was at the, the front of the pack um, along with um, one of the favourites, Fabian Slump. And when we uh, pushed off the, the water jump barrier in the first lap, um, the barrier ricocheted and um, I came smashing down on it um, on my leg. Um, I clambered over, finished the race, um, but didn't run very well and ended up in hospital. Um, <laughs> but it didn't deter me because I knew it wasn't my fault. You know, the the um, the bottom of the steeplechase had started to the barrier had started to rot where it was attached into the ground. And um, yeah, and uh, basically for the men's race, um, I think four men to each side had to hold the barrier up for the for the next race, and then they decided um, it was going to be too dangerous. There you go. That, that, that I think that's what I meant when I said chaos. Um, but adapt to it, you did, and you, you mentioned 2013 there, which is probably quite a nice platform to then walk through maybe kind of the next three, four, five years of your of your international career, because this is where we're gonna have commonwealths we're going to have world championships and ultimately we're going to get to rio in 2016 
Did, did you expect that upward trajectory when you turned your hat to the steeplechase? Did you think, was the goal always, I could get to the grandest stage of them all? Or did it kind of take you by surprise as you went along on that journey? Yeah, no, the, the goal was there. The dream was always there. Um, and I suppose the dream was there before that, maybe over 1500 metres. Yes. And, um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't fast like the Kira McGeans of the world. You know, I think, you know, my, my, my best I, I produced was a was a four four twelve over the 1500 metres. But it just wasn't good enough to be world class. You know, the, those girls are hitting, you know, four minutes and sub four minutes now for the 1500 metres. Um, so, you know, I may have scraped into championships, but I wasn't going to sort of get anywhere, you know, through the rounds. Um, so, yeah, the dream was always there to become an Olympian. And, you know, I, I, I knew I could in the steeplechase. Um, I knew I was good at it. Um, I knew, you know, I was good at that distance. Um, but it was just sort of, you know, navigating my way, you know, through um, the competitions, the travel, um you know the the ups and the downs really you know sort of the the rejections from from championships at times you know when teams were picked um and um you know you know basically dusting yourself off again and um you know sort of getting back up the horse back up on the horse as such um and really sort of you know I was having this conversation with a friend today, you know, a lot of people in their career, you know, don't um you know realize their potential or they they don't you know um you know make the potential um and I guess um for me and my friend who both went to the Olympics you know we were saying you know we really worked hard at it um anytime you know something went wrong you know yeah we dusted ourselves back off you know had a good cry at the time <laughs> but um sort of really battled our way through it and really really stuck at it you know because there, there was times that you know I was injured and having to cross train for a long time you know stress fractures other injuries and um you know emotionally that was really hard you know sort of mentally it was very very hard and there was times where you know I was in a really really dark place with the running you know when I was when I was injured and so on um and you know my coach Richard who's who's also my partner you know would have said to me look look you don't have to do this you don't have to put yourself through this um but I'm pretty stubborn <laughs> pretty stubborn person um so yeah I just you know I was determined that I was I was going to make that Olympics. Um, you know, I, I did try for 2012, um, but um, you know, an injury to the Achilles sort of kept me away from that qualifying for there. Um, and you know, I was I was going to make sure you know the next time the Olympics came round that um, you know I, I did everything possible to be there. Yeah, and I, and I don't want to to jump over that journey because we do have you know the World Championships in Beijing in 2015 before we get to Rio. We've got a uh, finalist in in the Commonwealth uh, 2014s in Glasgow in 2014. You know this is a pretty storied uh, career that you that you're starting to build up in the steeplechase discipline. But let's talk about Rio. Um, when you get that call, when you find out it's happening. After, and, and you've you've already spoken about that emotion. You've already spoken about the hard work, the adversity, the you know the, the the I want this, but what if it never happens, and what that can do to the mental health when you know you're going to be on that plane? How does that feel? Yeah, um, well, it was the the previous the previous year. It was 2015 um, when um, you know sort of we were traveling the circuit and, and chasing down the qualifying times and yep. so on. And, and I came to a race in Ireland in Letterkenny that was set up for us. Um, with a really good field of athletes, you know, from America, from across Europe, we had a Polish pacemaker, um, and everything just clicked that night. And myself and two of the other Irish girls um, um, made the qualifying time for the Olympics that night. 
So sort of back then you sort of knew, you know, when you had that Olympic qualifying flying time, you know, it was it was sort of in the bag, but not quite. You sort of had that, you know, full year then to um you know, to prepare yourself, to make sure you weren't ill, you weren't injured, that you timed the peak right, that you were going to peak for that Olympic race and, and that you weren't going to be burnt out by the end of the season. Um, sort of so many years, you know, would go by and so many championships where you are chasing qualifying times. And then it actually gets to the major championship and you're you're burnt out because you've done so much racing um, to try and get those qualifying times. So, we were in a really good place that we qualified in 2015 and um, then, you know, we could pick and choose our races, you know, going forward, you know, to, into the into the next year. So um, the, we, we qualified for the World Championships that night as well, which were 2015 um, in Beijing. So that was the sort of first major stage. Um, but yeah, as the, as the next year crept in, it was, um, you know, choosing, choosing the races that you wanted to do, um, being sensible about it, you know, um, doing an indoor season, but not, you know, um, doing quite a, you know, a long indoor season um, and um, sort of really picking the races and preparing well because um, the European Championships were that year as well. So Amsterdam was going to be our race in Amsterdam was around three to four weeks before our race in Rio. Um, so it was all about, you know, going to Amsterdam. The three of us actually um, made the final in Amsterdam. So it was two races, you know, so it was two steeplechases back to back, basically. Um, and it was making sure that we were rec recovered after that as well. And we were doing all the right things then going into Rio. Um, that you know it wasn't going to be you know you weren't going to get there burnt out or anything um, but again you know you're, you're still on tender hooks until that you know that that email comes through or you get that phone call to say you're on the team and you're on the plane <laughs> yeah um, was there uh, I mean you've kind of alluded to the the mindset you were in and the steps you had to take uh, you know you speak to the most casual of runners who might have done a 13 14 week training block for for a marathon and they get to those two weeks out and suddenly the maranoia kicks in is that you know the famous saying and they start panicking about being injured being unwell that must be amplified to the nth degree when it comes to a few weeks out from from, from getting on that plane to rio especially when just three four weeks before you, you're having to run your heart out in amsterdam yeah, exactly. And with all the travel, I think people are sort of these days are sort of on more tender hooks now, you know, the fact, you know, we've had the, the pandemic with COVID and so on. Um, but still, you know, sort of every trip you make on a plane, on a train, you know, out in the general public, you know, you're susceptible to colds. Um, so I guess you sort of wrap yourself up in cotton wool nearly. Um, I decided, you know, 2015 and 2016, I wasn't going to work. You know, I, I do work as a supply teacher, but I decided, you know, I, I was I was I wasn't going to teach that year. I wasn't going to go into the, the school of 700 kids and be exposed to germs and so on. Um, so it was really making sure the immune system, you know, was was always well backed up as well. Um, and, you know, recovery was key and all, of, you know, you were doing everything right, you know, with your recovery, with your nutrition um and um sort of you know sort of really looking after yourself and as i said wrapping yourself up in cotton wool yeah tell me about rio then yeah rio was amazing um you know the nerves and everything come with it um the the athletes village is just amazing you know and it's it's like a it's like a small town and um yeah there's there's buses to take you around the, the village um a canteen where you can get food 24 7 there's a mcdonald's on site um and um but but the whole experience of Rio was 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 unbelievable you know going to the stadium um sort of warming up in the in the, the warm-up area with the likes of you know Usain Bolt and all the big stars there 
and um, you know then being taken into the call room being led underneath um, the seating of the stadium um, was probably a really scary moment um, and then being brought out in that stadium with the thousands upon thousands of people and the sun beating down on you it was um, it was just unreal it was just sort of Everything sort of flashes in front of you that um, the hard work you've done, the sacrifices you've made, um, but the nerves are still there. You know, I remember um, going under, walking through the tunnel um, and there was another um, girl from another country who, was, who would have run the circuit with me and, and, and you as another steeplechaser. Um, so we knew each other well and I guess we were both quite nervous and, you know, we just grabbed each other's hand at one stage when we're sort of like walking under the tunnels, you know, as a we, you know, you know, it's going to be good. It's going to be good, you know. Um, but it was amazing just stand on that start line and then when that gun that gun goes, you know, your adrenaline just, yeah, the adrenaline rush and um it was it was just it was just amazing and um the cheers around the stadium it's sort of like a Mexican wave of cheers as you go round um especially the cheers at the water jump they're always the biggest and mm. <laughs> um but yeah it was it was just something else and sort of that joy you know of coming across the line and you know to to me you know it's 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 I don't give myself that Olympian name until I come across that finish line and and you know I've I've run my race you know so to, to come across there and and realize you know that you that you've done it with something else um yeah I, and again you always sort of want to run your best time um I ran my, I didn't run a PB but I ran my season's best you know my PB was nine 9.42 from the previous year um but Amsterdam heat and final was a 9.45 and again Rio was a 9.45 so three 9.45s in the space of that number of weeks between each other there you know and uh, the Rio 9.45 was slightly faster than the than the Amsterdam one um you know so I was I was you know I was pleased um but um you know to be able to go through life and you know call yourself an Olympian is is just something else yeah and there is something euphoric joyous all those positive words that we can use to describe what I can't even imagine um but it's so nice to hear you talking about it but I have got a question you talked about earlier about the journey that you took to get there about some of the dark times the struggles mental health that kind of thing you've been working for this you said in one way or another pretty much your entire athletic life you've you've wanted it you've fallen short maybe in one distance changed the record tried a new distance found your niche you've got there you've achieved it when it's done how does it feel then is is there was there any kind of a I don't know maybe like a a little bit of a dark place or a little bit of a difficult time that you had in sort of I've closed that chapter now what do I do next or are you that way inclined that it was just right onto the next goal now well there definitely was but it didn't hit straight away um it was basically my my thoughts initially were, you know, okay, I was I was 35 and I sort of knew, you know, at 35, you know, you've done you've done something special, um, but you know, you've only been in the event for five years, and you know, my my running age would have been slightly, um, younger because of the time I took out when I went to university. But at the same time, it was I, I came across that line and I thought, no, I want to do this again. I definitely want to do this again. I want to try and make Tokyo. So that was always the plan. The plan was always to try and make Tokyo. Um, after after Rio, I did, you know, um, make another European Championships. Um, I was still um, making the European team for Ireland in um, the European Cross Country. Um, I was still making team championships. Um, you know, so I, st- I was still running well. And... I guess then sort of when it came to then um, 
you know, trying to chase that Olympic qualifying time. Then for Tokyo, um, it, it was much harder. It was faster. Um, but then we did um, have the point system as well. Um, so it was actually looking for races, trying to get into the races that that had good points. And that's where it's quite difficult. That's where it's not a level playing field. Um, if you have an agent, which I never did, you know, if you have an agent and, and depend on, you know, which agent you have, it's, it's whether you can get into those races, whether you can get into gold standard, silver standard and so on. And what I was finding was um, there was a real battle to get into. There had been a battle before trying to get into good races, um, you know, but I was always lucky I could get in. I got into the races that I needed to get into and so on. Um, but um, the whole ranking system now um, makes it a different ball game, completely different ball game, um, because some standards are slightly out of reach for for, for people. Um, so they are going for the ranking system. They want to be in that um, top 35 or so on um, that, that could take and are invited to the Olympics. You know, there, there'll be, you know, a, a cutoff um, where people have qualified with the Olympic time. And then after that, there'll be people who are very, very close to it and, and they're basically ranked in order. Um, and then the IAAF will, will send an Olympic invite. Um, and then it's up to your federation whether to accept that or not. But it is very, very hard for athletes if you don't have the best agent, um, if you don't have a name out there, uh, if you, you haven't achieved big things to actually get into the best races with the best points. Um, so I find that difficult. Um, and at the same time, sort of battling um, with the thoughts of, you know, can I still do this? Am I still good enough? Um, you know, sort of, I was, I, was, I was going to races. It was going OK um, until... Um, in September of 2019, I went to a race in Spain and we got into the first lap and I was staying at the back of the pack because the, the girls at the front were, were super fast, a lot of African runners and they were they were going really, really fast. Um, and I was trying to qualify for Doha first and foremost and for the world championships. Um, and over the first hurdle, fine, over the second barrier and I felt a push in the back when I was in midair. And I came crashing down on my foot and sort of instinct, I let a big scream, the pain was terrible, but instinct was to, to run on. And I ran on for three and a half laps and started to realize this is really sore. And I sort of was looking at the clock and thinking, I'm really slowing down here. Um, so I had to come off the track and cut a long story short, if I can do. <laughs> um, it was, I, I broke my fifth metatarsal. Um, so I ended up um, coming home needing surgery for that to put a titanium screw in um, my fifth metatarsal and really then that's when it hit you know um I'm maybe I'm, I'm not going to make Tokyo now you know and um that was a really really hard time it was really really tough um with the the pandemic hitting then um you know it was tough but again it was like gosh you know maybe I've been given a second chance here you know because we knew it was probably more than likely that the Olympics was going to be postponed um so in the February 2020 um I, I got back I had to learn how to walk properly again um and then I sort of learned to to, to run and so on and um, but my foot sort of wasn't biomechanically I wasn't running properly with my right foot it was it was very very flat and uh, so my surgeon decided to take the screw out. We had the screw out in the February 2020. And he sort of said to me, you know, I was talking about, right, when can I get running again? And he was sort of looking at me and going, you know, I don't think you need to be, you know, don't don't worry. And I was sort of like, and he, he sort of knew, you know, how bad the pandemic was going to be. Um, 
so that was sort of like um you know a bit of a second chance so I did try my best when I got back but then you know realizing um you know I was that bit older I did have that that horrendous injury um and it was just see trying to travel during the pandemic to get to the races with points um was just nearly impossible um Mm. so the sort of the sort of realization then that you know I wasn't going to make Tokyo um was kind of was kind of hard and that was I guess that was a really tough time in my life um it's it's still it's still a bit hard you know I miss international athletics I really miss international athletics you know I still run every day or try and run every day um I still you know sort of compete in road races I still go to some international road races and so on um you know last year I ran half marathon for for Ireland um just just here in one of the one of the local races um you know so you know I was I was still there still running but I sort of I knew you know I knew in the back of my mind you know okay you know sort of this is this is it on the the big national scene you know the world championships the the Olympics you know that sort of scene um and it was really really tough um it's it's so so hard to explain you know sometimes um sports psychologists will will explain it like you know when when you're not competing in your sport anymore it's a little bit like a death in the family um Mm -hmm. there was just this there was just this black cloud over me um some days it was really even you know sort of hard to get up off the sofa um it was just so so tough but you know I've had amazing support from, you know, my, my partner, who's also my coach, Richard. Um, you know, he's been fantastic throughout and, you know, he'll weigh everything up for me and say, well, oh my goodness, look what you did. Look at that career, you know, 27 vests for Ireland over the space of your career. He says, you know, what you've achieved, you know, only some athletes could dream of that. Um, so that sort of, you know, brings everything into reality for me. But, you know, I also worked with, um, a sports psychologist um Gary Longwell and um he was a Ulster rugby and Irish rugby player um and he was fantastic you know having some sort of somebody who wasn't on the inside of my athletics um but sort of knew me from the outside um and could talk me through everything and sort of put things step by step and sort of he supported that I was gonna go for for Tokyo and we did and we did try and I did get to altitude out in Albuquerque and train and and went into a couple of races in America um you know and I wasn't running I wasn't running bad you know I was still running around sort of the 10 minutes but I wasn't hitting those sort of nine nine forties that I used to um and you know especially you know you were having to go you know sub nine thirty that time round um you know I think uh, the Olympic qualifying is like nine maybe nine twenty one now or something like that um you know so it's 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 everything's moved on (laughs) um and I've got older and um yeah I've just I've just got to be I've just got to think about it as being grateful now for what I did achieve but but it is hard it is hard some days um I love going to competitions and sort of watching some of the other up-and-coming athletes coming through um whenever the athletics is on the tv it's constantly on I'm on every stream and um it's, it's great to watch the athletes who were running with me at the time but who were younger who are now sort of starting to make their olympics and world championships and so on you know the likes of um Sarah Lavin in the hurdles um she's having an amazing season so on you know the the Irish record is just in her sight now um you know having rubbed shoulders with all those girls being on teams with those girls going up the ranks um you know it's it's amazing to see them come from juniors and, and making their way through now and, and I just love that and that's great um and that's what I like doing now I like giving something back to the sport sort of um 
you know, sort of being there um, as a mentor and so on. You know, I um, do a bit of work with the uh, Olympic Federation for Ireland um, and they've just trained a handful of us up to be mentors um, for a handful of athletes who are going for Paris 2024. Um, so it's really nice to sort of be involved in it that way um, because, you know, I'll always run and I'll always, you know, be part of athletics. Um, I just I just love it so much to put it on the shelf and and sort of never have it in my life anymore but um yeah I do I really I risk, really miss competing internationally yeah understandably I mean if it's been such a huge part of your life for such a long time how could it not be and, and you've spoken about how you've kind of pivoted um into finding a way that athletics can still be a part of your life on on that stage but but equally the wider running community you know your Asics front run a big part of the um of the Instagram running community as well the online running community have you found that kind of throwing yourself into those kind of communities finding people maybe from different backgrounds different abilities different sort of um uh, foundations different goals aspirations has that kind of helped maybe add a different layer to your to your running experience as well yeah, no, it definitely has. Um, I sort of started off with ASICS um, as an ASICS elite athlete um, in 2015 when I got qualifying standards and it was around 2018 when I moved to the ASICS frontrunner program. Um, it's an amazing program because the people on the team are every shape, size, every ability, every, um, you know, we come from different um, um, ethnic backgrounds and so on. And um, it's a whole mix of people um, who have different stories, who have achieved different things. Um, and everybody has something to to give, um, which is which is great. Um, and we come together like a family. It's it's fantastic. And we are basically out there to promote movement, to get people running, to get people active and taking part in sport. Um, and at the moment, you know, ASICs um, have a great campaign at the minute, um, Move Every Mind. And they're looking at um, basically the sort of um, the difference between uh, males and females participating in sport and how you know females you know um haven't had you know as many opportunities and so on um and that there's still sort of that gender gap um as far as competing and or taking part in sports male and female um you know and that's good you know when there's campaigns like that for for us to sort of promote you know women in sport and so on um uh, and it's 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 great to be involved in that but um you know, the programs also allowed me to to go to a lot of international races still. Um, you know, we would go to um, you know, the London 10K. I won the London 10K last year, um, and it's great when we all come together and sort of um sort of promote running um through that event and so on. And um yeah, the you know, the ASICs and ASICs Frontrunner have been a great support to me and you know, hopefully I've been a good support and sort of um inspiration to some people on our team, which is good. But um, you know, really sort of um promoting you know movement and sports um through the brand um has been fantastic yeah i mean we've we've chatted to plenty of you all over the years and yeah. fundamentally they only they only get involved with the best of eggs don't they so um you, you've spoken about some of the things that you are planning to do now to give back to stay involved in athletics to stay involved in running um, some of the goals and aspirations to support other people. So I guess as we look to finish up, I can't believe we've been speaking for half an hour already. It's flown by. Um, what about on a personal level? Are there any? Is there anything that's? And I know you're saying that you're you're kind of reassessing what you want to get out of running now. But have you got anything on the horizon that you that is still a bucket list item that you think I'm I'm, I'm going for that? <laughs> 
Yeah, no, a lot of people sort of have said to me, oh, will you go for Masters Championships and so on? Yeah. But, you know, my, you know, my championships, my international championships were, you know, my world championships, European championships, Olympics. Um, and I guess for me, sort of nothing will compare to that, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I've ticked the boxes there. Um, running wise, you know, if I can run every day and enjoy my running now, you know, not that I didn't enjoy my running, but there was always sort of that um, that aspect that you were sort of on the edge at times, mm. were very, very nervous and so on. You know, if I can go to, you know, some local road races, some international road races and really enjoy myself and really enjoy my running, you know, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, I never... You know, somebody asked me the other day, you know, oh, have you retired or will you retire? And, you know, I said to them, sort of, I'll never, you know, officially retire because I'm always going to be a runner. I'm always going to run. OK, I'm not going to be at the World Championships, the Olympics and so on. Um, But I'm still always going to be a runner. So I'm like, no, I'll not announce that I'm going to retire because, you know, I'm still going to be out there running and so on. And I still want to compete in some some races and things. Um, but yeah, you know, giving back to the sport at the, at the moment, um, I'm really enjoying that. I'm on the Athletes Commission for Athletics Ireland. And we're there to sort of give athletes a voice and sort of work with Athletics Ireland um, to give athletes a, the best opportunity and make everything athlete orientated. Um, so that it's, that's nice there. Um, and again, working with the Olympic Federation for Ireland as, as a mentor, um, I'm really looking forward to get stuck into that. We haven't started yet, um, but we've just done, you know, a lot of training and so on to make sure we're um, we're we're fit for purpose. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, just enjoying that, you know, I've, I've gone back to supply teaching a little bit more. Um, sort of beforehand, I was sort of in and out of supply teaching because it married well um, with with when I needed to be away at altitude, training camps and and races and so on. Um, but now I am teaching a wee bit more. Um, I'm a PE teacher, which is nice. Um, but I also teach lots of other subjects. Um, so it's nice having sort of that that um, day job, but it's also nice being off in the summer. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I'm still enjoying still enjoying my running. Um, as as you said, you know, enjoying um interacting with you know the the running communities through social media. Really, you know, really enjoying that. You know, I do get an awful lot of people um sending me messages and and interacting with me, asking about injuries and so on, and and um you know shoes, equipment, and things. Um, so I really like sort of giving advice, you know, because I've been there, done that, you know, wore the t-shirt, wrote the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I really, I really enjoy giving back that way as well. I really enjoy sort of, you know, giving, giving help and advice that way too. Um, and, uh, Richard has a great wee, um, training grip, a great wee training grip that we coach. Um, Zach Hanna, he's one of the, the best mountain runners in the world. He's, he's in the training group. Um, and, uh, we've, we've another few athletes, you know, who are really sort of up and coming juniors and so on. So it's nice to be there to give them the advice, you know, cause sort of I've, I've been there, done that. Um, and, you know, made the mistakes along the way as well. Um, so it's, you know, it's good to have that sort of the knowledge and background, um, you know, to help other people who are sort of, um, trying to achieve their goals and dreams. Yeah. So, um, I'll always be here in the running community. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it. You know, it's it's part of me, and I'll always will be part of me. You know, you you just you know you can't you can't let go of it. Yeah, and occasionally you're even around to give advice to idiots that aren't watching where they're going at park run and fall over and roll their ankle and swell it up. So thank you very much for that. Um, listen, it's flown by. Uh, we could we could go so much deeper in some of this conversation, but I think that's a great whistle stop tour of some of your amazing, amazing accomplishments and uh, and I'm sure big things still to come um, as you never retire. And I hope you never do. Um, if people want to give you a follow on Instagram, it's at run Kerry run. That's right, isn't it? He's saying off the top of his head. 
It is, yes. Wonderful. And before I let you go, anyone we've not mentioned, shout it out, said hello to anything at all before I let you get back to your day. Perfect. Thank you very much. And that, my fine for my fine forefoot friend. I don't know what happened <laughs> with my voice then. Uh, that yeah. Matt. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that was our first ever Olympian, Kerry O'Flaherty. What did you think, man? Yeah, awesome chat. It was interesting to get an insight into our, you know, the qualifications and stuff and how, how all that's dealt with and all all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was good to get a bit of an insight into that. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes you think of uh, how tough it is to get in and then you get to that next level where, where she is and then it's even tougher because you've got all these other athletes fighting for your positions and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a great chat. Um, interesting to find out a little bit about the uh, the steeplechase as well. Um, <laughs> chaos, as like you, yeah. you said. You, yeah. you'd, you'd struggle with a steeplechase, wouldn't you? Yeah. Have you ever stood next to one of those bloody steeplechase things? <laughs> Matt running around with a stepladder on his back. <laughs> Just hold up, lads. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> I do. I used to do when I used to go to track. I used to do my warm ups on there. I used to like try and lift my leg up to try and do my stretches. I'm like, no, <laughs> this is not for me. This is not a regular sized hurdle. <laughs> um, yeah, tough, tough old event. Tough old event. Mm-hmm. You've got to be a certain type of human being to do it. But fair play to her, and she did it on the biggest stage there is. Mm. So, what do you reckon, JP? The pressure of doing the Ribble Valley 10K is enough. Just imagine walking out a real with you know all that expectation yeah. unreal. Yeah. She did a really good job of painting the picture as well. So yeah, really, really interesting. Yeah, she's a legend, isn't she? Big, big thanks to Kerry for um uh, for joining us and uh, run Kerry, underscore run Kerry run, I believe is the Instagram handle if I've remembered it correctly. So go and give her a follow, show her some love. Um, still a big part of Irish athletics uh, moving forward as well, which is awesome. Um, but we've got more bits to get to, little bits to do. Uh, I'm sure you're all on tender hooks. You've had the amuse bouche of Kerry O'Flaherty, and now you've got the rump steak main course. Uh, whether that rump steak is um, this next park run bit, or whether it's the uh, the summer showdown to follow, who knows? No, you're not the rump steak, Matt. You're the your liver and onions. Braising steak. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you know, you get like that meat in a can. Yeah. Spam. Spam. Your spam. <laughs> your spam. Your spam. Very good. Uh, let's get straight into it. We've got loads to get to. But first, before we get to Summer Showdown, we've got to talk park run. And we can't talk park run without Ben and Emma. Or Emma and Ben. I'm going to introduce them differently today. Emma and Ben, how are we doing? Good, thanks. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Ben? Yeah, fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. Good. How are you, Ben? I don't know, I feel like you didn't like me introducing you as Ember in bed. No, No, I was just confused. It it doesn't sound right because it's Ben, so I think it's got to be Ben first. What would you be otherwise? Enema. That's the rap. Anyway. Some men just like to watch the world burn. Uh, how are we doing, guys? Uh, how was how's the week been? How are you guys getting on? Uh, it feels like a minute since we spoke, but it was only last week, wasn't it? It was, it was, yeah. Um, my week's been fine, yeah. Busy at work, just bodding away. Same old, nothing changes really. Just getting excited for next weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Ready for Absolutely. it, get ready. 3-0, 3-0. Oh, yeah. we're predicting it. The bookies, the the bookies' favourites. 
Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the summer showdown. Uh, summer showdown. What am I talking about? We'll talk about the weekender. I'm sure before the end of the show. Emma, how are you surviving? Uh, you've been on some late show recording Wednesday night, aren't we? Because you've been on some awkward old shifts this week. You're still alive. Yeah, yeah, it could be worse. I'm not on nights, but um, yeah, yeah, it would have been nice to get out running on my mornings off. But I'm having a few days off. Got a bit of a wonky, wonky ankle like you, Rob. But hopefully. Shit. Chin. Chin. Yeah. Seems, uh, yeah. seems, seems to be catching. Right. Mm. Well, she rolled it. She rolled it twice and she carried on running on it and it just got tighter and tighter. And it feels like it's in the ankle, but it's actually in your anterior tibialis, which is further Ooh. up your leg. That's a so, word. Got a bit turned on then, Ben, when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a voice note later. Uh, <laughs> Aurelia so Borealis. Been and seen my mate Felipe and he's uh, he's battered a leg and um yeah is it bruised up it did bruise it? the first day it looked pretty bad and i'm like this is worse this is a lot worse <laughs> so i'm like oh no but it's calm down philippe what have you done um yeah. okay good well hopefully not a long injury um and do definitely doing the right thing by having a little rest um but before you got hurt um or Concurrently, by the sounds of it, I'm not quite sure, but you're going to fill us in anyway. Tell us about Parkland this week. Where did you go? What did you get up to? What was it like? Go. You go. Uh, we went north to see Mr. Marshall again. Uh, we went to North Alton. Uh, we've been looking at this one for a while because it's about halfway between us and Neil Marshall. Um, it, it loved seeing us so much the week before at Red Car. He just had to come and see us again. Okay, so. enough. Kind of maybe the other way around, but um, yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. He's, he's, that was his Nendi. What's a Nendi? It's your nearest event not done yet. Why but, ask if you're just going to answer it yourself? Because I didn't want you lot trying to guess. Go on, Ed, what's a Nendi? Nearest event not done yet. Very good. Well done. Um, right, so that was his closest one. So it was actually plan B as well for Redcar the week before in case we couldn't be asked because it was going to be too wet, but... Um, we That's what she Red- said. We uh, we went to Redcar and Neil said, "Well, I might just go to North Allerton next week now." Then instead, so we said, "Well, yeah, okay, we'll come along." We had no set plans, so um, off we went. Hour and twenty minutes away, still pretty local. Um, we met up with Neil. It was a much nicer day. There was, uh, although we did try and spit at one point, didn't it? Uh, we had a slight tiny shower, but. It was lovely, it was warm, it was a little bit humid. Um, but we got there, turned up to park run, nice easy drive, not far off the A1. Uh, free parking at the venue, is at a leisure centre. Uh, quite a big leisure centre, actually, by the looks of it. Swimming pool, people in the gym, watching all us athletes outside, gathering for park run. Um, us and Neil turned up at pretty much bang on the same time as well. And uh, Got out, had a little warm-up, didn't we? We went for a little jog. It's, uh, as soon as you get in the car park, you can see the start-finish area and you can see just, like, cones everywhere, dotted all over the fields. There's, like, one field off to your right and one field off to your left and there's cones everywhere and you're thinking, which bloody way are we going here? Uh, so we thought we'd go out and do a little warm-up jog, try and figure figure it out. Don't know why, but we did. Uh, had a little warm-up, didn't we? And then, uh, and then off we went. And it's, how many laps was it? Three laps. Uh, it's a mixture of tarmac, um, kind of compact trail with loose gravel on top. Um, and then there's so, gravel- so Ben, I'm so sorry to interrupt this very good explanation of parkrun. Matt, what the fuck are you doing? 
He's um. <laughs> Is that a ghost? Children. Children, eh? <laughs> anyway, sorry, Ben. He was just being very, very rude. That's all right. It's called being a dad. Um. So yeah, so it's it's three laps. It's a mixture of pretty much every surface you can think of. Uh, me and Neil ran together again, quite a bit easier this week than last week when we both went all guns blazing. Um, and yeah, it starts on the grass, you go along, next thing you're in the middle of these little woods, and then it shoots you back round, you're on the traily bit with the loose gravel, it's very flat, it's it's kind of, do you remember the triangles at uh, Yar- Yarbaruga? Yarbaruga, yeah, the very confusing it, triangles. It, the triangles, yeah. That weren't triangles. Well, they kind of were. Um, well, it was just like that, but it had a, a long section down the side as well. Um, and it was lovely. Do you know what? Almost, I, um, almost like a fourth side, like a square. No, no, no. A tri- one of them is tri square. Tri square. Oh, a tri- oh, of course, a tri square. The, the, the old triangle square. Mm. There you go. There you go. So it was so it was lovely. You kind of you go out, you do a loop, you come back on yourself. It was basically a figure of eight with a side down the side of it. Um, but it was great. I had some lovely volunteers. Um, we had a great time. We were just chatting our way around. Saw you a couple of times, didn't we? Giving her a wave as she came past in the opposite direction. I mean, I don't know what to say. It was so much better than we expected. We'd looked at it a few times and read the description, and it didn't really didn't really sell it to us. That's kind of why, even though it's still semi-local, we'd never really been. But I tell you what, it was actually a bloody lovely one to do. I quite enjoyed it. I don't like the ones that are just out and backs or big loops doing the same loop. And although it is the same loop, it's three loops, but there's such a mixture to it, and mm. um, it just breaks it up and makes it a lot more interesting. So. Do you know what that is, Ben? It's the Marshall effect. The Marshall effect. Proven to make everything better. Yeah, run, run, running with Neil Marshall does mean you could be running anywhere, and it's it's 40% better. We, we, we've, had, we've had a great run. We're going to miss him this weekend. Um, we've had him the last two weekends. We're not going to get him this weekend, but we do get him next weekend. So, um, so yeah, it's been it's been nice getting our Neil fix for over this month. It's been lovely. Um, Very good. Who won this week? Uh, Neil won. Let's say Neil won. Let's let's say Neil won. Or we'd Neil won. Got to, we definitely got to the last 50 metres and I said, come on, I, I, I've won last week, so you can win this week. But but you'll interpret that in whatever way you want. So, But the truth <laughs> is the truth. So we'll, we'll not interpret it in any way, Ben. Our listeners, however. Okay. But just to remind me, it's, it's a run that I race anyway, so it's fine. Hmm. Correct. Um, how was your run? Uh, it was fine. It was a little bit uncomfortable, but it's a lovely course. And then I had a bit of an interesting situation towards the finish. Uh, one of the last marshals, there was this guy laid out on the grass, being fanned with like you know like the big caution pack runner signs or whatever. <laughs> he doesn't look very well, and I'm like, you okay? And the marshal was like, he's okay. And so it was quite near the finish. So I got through the finish, and I thought, I'll grab a bottle of water. We've got some bottles of water in the boat. I'll trot back round and see if he's all right. Went back. He wasn't there. And the marshal's like, oh, he's got up and carried on. So I'm like, oh, well, okay. Went back to the finish. He's laid out on the grass at the finish. Uh, He'd clearly got back up, sprinted through the finish because he was like, you know, sweating, 
laid out on the grass. His face was covered in grass, so I don't know if he just kind of just dramatically face planted. And he was with uh, a younger guy, which I don't know if it was his son or his friend. And I'm like, is he all right? And he was just looking at me like, he's fine, as if like, this is embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Just going, I'm okay, I'm okay. And I thought, there's me thinking it's like some kind of medical emergency. And I think he'd just possibly just been kind of sprinting too fast and needed to lie down before Mm, he ran Clearly, clearly just didn't understand the concept of running a 5K. It sounds like his accomplice um, who was with him gave a response that that kind of said this isn't the first time he's been lying full with a face full of grass at the end of our run. Well, yeah, to be fair, first thing I thought was you were part run, if I'm honest. What? Just being hungover and falling over at the end. Mate, there was a key part of that story that meant it could never have been me at park run. He sprinted. <laughs> fair. His accomplice was the 24-minute pacer. We had one random pacer of 24 right. minutes. And it, was t- and it was 24 minutes. Yeah, but I feel like he didn't. He, he hadn't did. stuck with 24, had he? Well, he finished after me. Maybe he was dead on He was in front of me at some point, but I don't feel like he was five minutes in front of me. So, mm. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he seemed all right by the end anyway, and... Uh, I I um I barcode scanned after I finished for my 99th volunteer credit. My no, oh, you got uh, 99 problems, but volunteering at park when I one. Correct, correct. Um, and I got chatting. So there was a there was a girl running in front of me and Neil Neil for the first lap, and she had a she had a red 50 vest on, and she she'd had it printed on the back for 50 venues, which is what a lot of people do. I mean, we we should have had ours done ages ago, shouldn't we? But we just never got around to it. I don't know why. Um, but she had 50 venues on, and as we were running behind her, I could see there were some in Sheffield, there was quite a few in the northeast, and then there was a load in between as well. So I was I was running along, like reading them off to Neil, like I've done that one, I've done that. I think she found it quite annoying, to be fair. Um, and um, she slowed right down. But when but when we got, to the- <laughs> yeah. she turned around and told me to fuck off. <laughs> Um, um, when we got to the end she actually stopped and chatted to me I don't know if that's because she came to me to get a barcode scan and she realised who I was and then she had to chat to me but uh, but yeah she uh, oh what you mean because she realised you were the guy who was saying the names I thought you at first I thought you meant that she came over and realised you were Ben Still and was like oh now I've got to talk to him no I'm part of Enema part of Enema that's not a new name, by the way. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, she was she was lovely, and her boyfriend lived in Sheffield, and she went to university in the northeast. But she was originally from around York area, so that's why she had all the venues in that kind of section. So, uh, and I, we love seeing these t-shirts. If you go in the UK Partner and Tourist Group on a Tuesday, it's called T-shirt Tuesday, and anyone that's got a t-shirt like it, posts it in there, and everyone can start going, "Oh, I've done." 55 of your 100 venues which was your favorite and uh it's good to see that there's it's just kind of a you're, thing you're we, you're a funny old bunch you lie are you yeah something like that something like that um so that that was nice um one thing that i nearly did was a you rob but i nearly fully twisted my ankle um, oh, no. yeah there's one bit of grass that you run over and they said oh beware on that patch of grass there's lots of rabbit holes and and what was it mole holes or whatever and they said, we've tried to mark them out with cones as best as possible, as much as we can. 
And uh, on the second lap, I, I, I ended up fully turning my ankle to one side. And uh, luckily, luckily, it wasn't too bad. It's, it's, I kind of got what Emma's just, just had done um, on her leg. So uh, hopefully it's all right for next week. I'm still running on it and uh, it just gets a little bit stiff afterwards. But it might be all right. Should be all That's right. That's what she said. Um, but yeah, Park Run was a great success. Lovely, honestly, lovely Park Run. But if you go on the website and read it, it sounds shit. But if you actually turn up and run it, it's lovely. It's really nice, really well kept area. Um, beautiful Park Run. Great company. Lovely set of volunteers. Definitely Good. recommend. Good. Did you harass anybody who you previously bullied into taking photos of you? Ben was quite nice because. Um, the guy who was taking the photo was with his young daughter. Ah, right, yeah. So he does have he does have limits then. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, no. it's quite funny afterwards though, is the guys wanted a picture taken himself. So Ben's like, "Do you want me to take a picture for you?" He says, "No, it's alright. I've got a professional here talking about his daughter." Ben didn't hear that bit, otherwise I think he would have been like, "What? No." <laughs> <laughs> Move, child. I mean, I mean. Probably got a shit photo and regrets it, but that's his own fault. Yeah, he did all right, didn't he? He, he? he stood where I told him to. He held the camera like I told him to, and he pressed it how you should. So uh, it came out all right. So decent picture. Puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get the hook again. <laughs> Hello, Clarice. Um, so good. Uh, food afterwards. Any good? Any good food recommendations and local to the uh, to the area? Come on, breakfast queen. Tell them about it. She was. I I always find the part run. She always finds the breakfast. I can't remember what it was called. Ontano. Ontano. So it was one of these like lounge places that they like. Work that's a chain that's got loads of stuff. Uh, so I think it's called Ontano Lounge. It was on the high street. Went down to the high street because it's next to a leisure centre, but I'm pretty sure you could get a coffee there, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's good. They do, they, you know, they've got vegan, they've got gluten free because meals like uh, gluten free, so loads yeah. of selection. It was good. Yeah, the, the high street in North Allerton was packed. There was market stalls down either side. There's lots of independent shops, lots of your typical vape shops and crappy shops as well. But it was it was quite a nice high street to be fair and. Uh, it was only two minutes away from the park run, so we drove. Um, there was like 20p an hour for parking down there, so um, cheap as chips. And Proper, we went, pro- properly uh, up north, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, and we, we, I mean, we were sat in there for nearly two hours, I think. It felt like it anyway. It was. Uh, we didn't leave until, what time did we leave? About one o'clock, something like that. So, it was, it was, again, another lovely morning where we just get to sit down to have breakfast and before you know it, time has absolutely flown and uh, been putting the world to rights and uh, having a good chat with Neil and uh, that was it. Off, off we went on our merry way shortly afterwards. Pretty, pretty solid, guys. And another location in the UK and beyond. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff right then. So, uh, we've got... Milestones, only one that I know of this week. I oh, think yes. Sorry, yeah, Milestones. It might be dying before it starts, but it is oh, right, okay. going to be a, very much going to be a as and when kind of thing. And it's not like you get a milestone every week. So uh, we only had Gail from uh, my team who uh, completed her 25th park run at the weekend. So well done, Gail. Well done, Gail. Well done, Gail. Um, wasn't there someone you forgot about last week who reminded you in the group chat? Oh, it was James. Oh, 
James, uh, James is, what was it, his 25th venue, was it? I forget, 25th park run? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just remember that you missed someone and they were upset. Yeah, it was, well, Alana was upset for James. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, James, James would never be mad at you, would he, Ben? No, 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 no. James knows I love him, um, but I have definitely forgotten what Alana told me off for. Um, I've got a crap memory. Unless I put it in my notes in my phone straight away and then read it shortly before coming on here, I've got no chance. Well, well done, James. Anyway, round of applause. What a belated round of applause. I love you, James. I'll see you next week. <laughs> Very good. Okay, cool. So that is Park Run in the bag for another week. Looking forward to see where you guys go next week. And looking forward even more to the week after, because, of course, we'll, we'll all be together. Oh, no, Emma next week. Oh, yeah, you're going solo, aren't you? You're going to Barnsley. I'm going to Barnsley. I'm off Barnsley Park Run. Very good. Um, Three laps, three hills. It's one of our friends who we went to Sweden with. It's her 500th. Um, so I'm going to go and celebrate that with her and also get my 100th volunteer credit on the same day. So uh, a day of celebrations at my local park run, which I've never run before. And Emma, you're not going to be there for his 100th volunteer uh, park run. It's such a key milestone and event in his life. That's the way he planned it. So that's his fault, really. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. What I took doing a 500th in Barnsley. She loves it. She loves it. She's from Barnsley. She's a, she's a super tourist, though. She's done, right. like, she's been all over the world doing patterns, but she wants yeah. to do a 500 at home with all her friends there and have a lot of celebrations. Nearly nearly half of her park runs have been at Barnsley. She only started touring a few years ago. I think she's she's not done many more venues than we have, but she's just done a lot more runs, but most of them are at Barnsley, so... Not as impressive then, is it? No, that's amazing. 500, and it'll be a good day, although I'm sure it will be besmirched slightly by the fact that Emma won't be there with you. Um, It will all be one half of Benema. Um, Shall we? (laughs) Shut up, Robbie. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it's like you can't spell, so. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with being. If, 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 if the outcome is that we get to call you Benema, then I'm OK with not being able to swear. <laughs> no, I'll come up with a name for you, Robbie. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Mate, I've got, you've already got plenty of names for me. I'm well aware of them. Um, let's, let's, let's move on in the meantime, because it's summer showdown time. And we need to find out how far away from everyone else JP is and uh, whether Ben or Emma is top. Hey, we had a good week this week. Yeah, to be fair, we, yeah, you might have caught you might have caught with me a little bit. Let's find out. Um, we can't do summer showdown results. And just in case anyone doesn't know, maybe you've uh, you've listened to the Kerry O'Flaherty interview. Maybe you've then listened to you're a Parkrun fan, so you've stuck around and heard Ben and Emma tell you all about Parkrun. And then you've thought, well, what are they going on to now? Well, this is where it descends into absolute chaos and anarchy because we're currently running a virtual challenge uh, with our Fart Like family, that is our community of wonderful pals, 160 people taking part. Uh, five teams, your five captains are here. It is me. It is JP. It is Matt and it is Ben and Emma. Not Ben Emma. See, I didn't do it. I could have. Cheap joke, but I didn't. Um, and we are all leading teams of 32 people across a 10-week challenge to try and run those miles with some exciting and fun challenges along the way designed to uh, build some friendships, make people feel more part of a community and, uh, and yeah, just have a bit of fun. Um, uh, and this, we are now five weeks. Week five just finished. Yeah. So week five has just finished and we need to find out how we're doing in the table. Ben and Emma have been out in front, but Matt has been hot on their heels. Um, JP and I are kind of bringing up the rear, but we're we're here for a good time. So she said, um, "Hey, so uh, but we can't find out 
who, how everyone's doing and what the results have been without our main man, the man of the hour, the man with the power too sweet to be sour, Statman John himself. SMJ, are you there? Hello, lads. Hey! Hey! Let's, 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 let's. Sorry, I was just breathing. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Good, thank you. How are you? I, I've been funny. Have we been brought, or are we in Hollywood? Let me, let me just say, Rob, I've never seen you look fitter. Oh, that hair. Thanks, and SMJ. Matt, he's had his teeth whitened. He's got <laughs> He's not had his teeth whitened, SMJ. Oh, I don't think I have. He's just, JP, he's just... sorry, his jaw is more chiselled than usual. Ben, oh. his skin looks so smoother than my balls. You've <laughs> <laughs> got some very rough balls, that man. <laughs> and then Emma, Emma, you look like J-Lo's fitter sister. Bloody hell. <laughs> that oh, is a compliment. Uh, yeah, all I've got is some new war on my, the end of my penis. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Um, how's your week been, SMJ? Apart from the warty uh, dick. Yeah, yeah, I just pointed to my penis too, but you can't see me. So, um, <laughs> well, it's dried up a bit. Who's going to say it? That's what she said. Um, no one has seen Jack the Crow. No. Unfortunately. So uh, I've had to go extreme. So I've covered myself in glue with a prick stick. I've rolled across Matt's body, probably where I've got the wart. And <laughs> to cover myself in black hair, and I've been out uh, crowing. But he hasn't come back. I haven't seen him. Crowing? Yeah. I was going to say a cooing. Like, 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 like Rufy off of uh, Hook. Like this. Crow, crow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that was actually, can we just take a moment? I have been trying for 11 series this podcast to drop pop culture and movie references into this podcast. And every time I met with the same gormless look of complete absence of understanding from Matt, that was a pretty good hook reference. Mm. Well done, mate. You've arrived. You've arrived. So it's only took three years. Okay. Shall I just sign off the call now or? Rufio, Rufio, Rufio. Oh. Can I just tell something really quickly? I was doing, I was at work the other day, labelling up boxes to, for shipments, and somebody's surname was Hook, and the first thing that came to my mind was Rufio. I haven't thought about that film for like maybe ten years, and well, I just no thought of Rufio, and the guy I was working with, I said Rufio, and and he was like, eh? Was yeah. like, no, just sit down. Well, Two, two, it's not, you've not seen it for years or thought about it for years. Now you've had two, two instances in a week. Exactly. I like, and, and you know what? I like to say bad form, Peter, to Pete Marshall a lot. <laughs> so you go, we've all got hookers. Bad form, Peter. Can you say we've all got hookers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't try to That's stop me. That's a vicious rumour. Don't try to stop me, Smee, Smee. Don't stop me. Stop me, Smee. Why the hell are you not trying to stop me, Smee? Um, SMJ, bring us back on track. I'm going to need Emma to put her leg down. I've not looked or listened to anything else. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my tongue on that. Oh, no. What have we told you, SMJ? Ben is not enjoying this. 
That's his lady. That's his lady. Him and James, they're off me, Emma. We're on. That's that's fair. That, to be fair, Ben. Yeah, that is fair. No, 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 no. Because James is of the same sexual as me, so that's allowed. SMJ is not allowed with my woman. She's not allowed to live with. She can did go you, did you say James is of the same section as you? Sex as me. Oh, sex. You know that sometimes boys do it with boys, Ben, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why me and him is allowed, but her and SMJ isn't, because that's a man and a woman. She's not allowed to cheat on me with a with a man. She can with a woman. <laughs> can she? I don't I don't think we need to be talking about this, Ben, the boundaries of your and Emma's relationship. Um that's boys, we, could, I think. can we move on? Moved on. Moved Thank on. you. SMJ, uh, we've got a wheel of misfortune to do. We have indeed. Who's bringing me the balls? Matt, JP, which one? Uh, Matt, <laughs> have you got have you got the wheel of misfortune this week? I, I have, yeah, but... You, Has it got, got the Ewok in the middle of it? No, no, it's got the uh, it's got the waterfall like Summer Showdown logo on it. No, JP, share the Ewok one. <laughs> Oh, I went blind. Matt just smiled. Bloody hell, those teeth. <laughs> oh, God. I think he's just sitting directly under a light stat, man, John. <laughs> there he is. Look, there's little furry, Matt. It's a for some reason. So just, 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 just in case you don't know, um, what happens now is we're going to spin this wheel twice. Um, the captains and the vice captains from all five of the teams are on there. Uh, the first spin, whoever it lands on, is going to get their miles for the week doubled. Everybody say, ooh. Ooh. Thanks, thanks, thanks you too. Um, uh, we're then going to spin the wheel again, whoever, and then when it lands on Paul, Paul's going to lose his miles for the week. Everyone in agreement and understanding. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you might as well just have the first spin and just take Paul's miles off him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Paul. Just to clarify, we've done this four times now. Paul has lost his miles three weeks out of the four. Um, <laughs> Poor lad. Right, JP, spin that wheel. Let's first of all find out who's getting their miles doubled this week. No! 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 Oh, anybody but Ben. Oh. <sighs> About time. About bloody time. Better again. Better again. Better again. Better again. Oh, we're spinning. Better again. Better again. Better again. No. No, it's even. Go on, keep going. Oh, it's Emma. And it's such a shame that I did 187 miles last week. No, as well. you didn't. Don't lie. Uh, SMJ, how many miles did is Ben getting doubled? 47.8. Oh, no. that is big. And how many miles is Emma losing? 37, my love. Oh, no. That's pretty <sighs> awkward tonight, isn't it? No, no, no. Can we bring, I, I, bring back the normal wheel next week, please? Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah that, that one's that, broke. The, the Ewok wheel is cursed. Well um, done, I'll give you that tenner later. It wasn't Matt, it was JP. In JP, sorry. Matt's wheel doesn't have an Ewok on it, which is disappointing. Um, okay, very good. So Ben's had his miles doubled, Emma's had a miles zeroed. Um, yeah. That could make some big differences, SMJ. SMJ, have I stalled enough, long enough for you to get the scores? Um, exactly long enough. Thank you. 
Perfect. Oh. Before we get into the team scores, can we shout out our golden baton holders for this week, last week, please, for, for week four? Oh, yes, we can. Right, let's start. D, die. I've already forgotten. Die. Die. Definitely die. die. <laughs> well done, my love. She done 85. Oh. Including the 4x4x48 four by four by challenge. Yeah, amazing awesome. job, die. Congrats. And then we had Chris Giblin. Uh, for Ben, he done 84.5. Big miles. Chris. The, fu- the, the funky Giblin. Four dogs, uh, Ryan, no. oh, sorry. Ryan for Emma done 53. Good job, Ryan. Uh, Mother Taylor for you, Rob. He done 55.72. And then oh, my woman, Natalie, she done 143.9 for Matt. Oh, my days. Yeah, she did a 24-hour event uh, like uh, Disbot did the other day last week. She did a similar similar event and clocked up 100 miles. So uh, yeah, Matt but, continuing to ride the coattails of his team. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm the fastest. 15 after injury. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt just had a week off. Sorry, right. Natalie's done them all for me. Amazing job, all five of you. But big shout out uh, to Nat for that. Amazing, amazing effort. Very, very good. Um, ben, why are you putting your fingers up? One, two, three. The challenge. I was trying to oh, the challenge. The cha- oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the challenge. How do we get on with the challenge this week? Start my job. Fantastic. Well, we had Matt. You had 28 people done it. Emma, 29. Rob and JP had 30. Ben had 31. Big number. Wow. Good job mention something about what happened with mine because one thing involves Jack which is quite funny mm. um, Jack went out and ran 19 kilometres which was great but he wasn't meant to run 19 he was meant to run 25 oh Jack <laughs> so we had to send him out again of course did he really did it, he smashed it, great stuff uh, another thing is a shout out to a guy on our team Matt Elworthy, he did an ultra a couple of weeks ago then this week he put his name down for 30k, which is great. Then the person doing 22 at the last minute dropped out. So we were only going to get up to 21. So Matt just said, right, I'll drop down. I'll go out and do another 22k. So he ended up running 52k on Sunday. Wow, wow. that's pretty incredible. So get, Good job. So yeah. Yeah. Same. Mm. She was yeah. Stressed, she was pretty stressed. She was pretty stressed on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we had some stress on Saturday, JP, didn't we? We were visiting you and we were both on our phones like on Sunday morning with a bit of a hangover watching. It's like watching the scores come in, wasn't it? Try and ch- checking, refreshing Strava constantly. It's one out, some out, some out. Yeah. They were quite worried. Well, we've both got seven people out. When, when are they coming back? And <laughs> yeah. them in as they yeah. came back? Are they okay? Yeah. Is someone injured? Oh. Ben says it. He's now going to say that he had no stress whatsoever because his team's amazing. And that is exactly it. I had from the moment we announced the challenge, within two hours, everyone had picked their distance, and there was never a threat that anyone won't do it. Everybody went out, did it, no issues whatsoever. Kira coming in with 20k on Sunday afternoon, perfect, well organised, well disciplined, great job team. Ben, the reason you don't get stressed is because you're the cause of the stress. <laughs> you are the drama. I'm going to tell my story now. I, I might as well tell my little story now then. So um, Jo Hammond was due to do 6K, which she did. And then on Sunday she said, I'm 20K into potentially a 30K run. Can I hold it? 
So then that's where my stress came because uh, I needed someone to do the 6K. So good old uh, Simon Grace, run fight by run, steps up at the last minute and jumps on the treadmill and did his 6K. And put, the do- put, the, put, the dog, put the dog under his arm. <laughs> yeah, <when>. absolutely. <laughs> Um, you never know, he might put his watch on the dog, but um, you know, who, who knows, who will ever know? Um, who, who, who yeah, knows? We, we got to 30, so yeah, very good. Pro- pro- probably the best, best best return in terms of participation in the tournament so far for challenges, SMJ? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%, definitely. Very good. Well, very done. good well done, well done. Well done good job, all five teams. Um, SMJ, put us out of our misery, man. What the scores on the doors? Let's do it. So in fifth place is Ben. Woo-hoo. Now, oh God, a real laugh just came out. Oh. <laughs> How do I cover that? That was the woman I've got here with me. Yeah. Uh, so in fifth place is JP Team Burgundy Donna. Stay quiet. Uh, your winner. <laughs> Uh, JP, one, two, eight, five. Your total is five, six, one, three. Big week. Biggest week of the tournament for us, yeah. Yeah, well done, pick up. Uh, fourth place, Rob, one, two, oh, eight, and total six, three, four, two. Hello, Green Machine. Night mode just came in, so I thought I had a stroke again. <laughs> 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 Bless. Are you all right, Statman oh. John? Statman's died. <laughs> SMJ, are you okay? Fast. Think Donna fast. keeps laughing in the background. I think that's what it is. Yeah, oh, Don, Donna's putting him on. I think it was Ben's sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> SMJ, you're sounding a bit effeminate there. Is everything all right? Right. Oh, God. Emma, my love. You're in third place. You're number one to me. Third place. You've lost those balls. You've had one, two, five, eight. Total six, seven, five, four. That means Matt is catching me. Or he's beating me. Did you know? Sounds a bit bit nervous there, Matt. It sounds like the... (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of a wobble that sounded like from... From the Iron Fist of Stipple. <laughs> he got he got his miles doubles, and I think he took. I think he still got it. I think I think that's helped him a lot. Yeah. Go on, SMJ. He most definitely has second place. Matt one three nine one total six eight three eight. Good week. Good week, Matt. And then the big man with the smooth ball skin is Ben. <laughs> he has got one five. 04.8 uh total he's gone up 7184 well done. I mean, yeah, I mean, fair play. I mean, jokes aside, Ben's team are doing absolutely amazing. And what I did love was um, obviously you've got Leanne not running at the moment. And I think everybody put a little bit. Of, I, I know you did an extra kilometre for her, but I think in general, it feels like everyone's putting a bit more in because she can't take part. So the fact that you're doing it with 31 people as well is uh, it's a credit to all 
Um, all, all team red. They're doing really, really well, as are all the teams, of course. But well done, Ben. Well deserved uh, lead at halfway. Thank you, thank you. It's all credit to my team. They do the hard work. I just, I just sit there and send figures in at the end of the week. So, Absolutely. and get your miles doubled. Um, might have just, might just start clawing back the poll deficit. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Maybe, maybe yeah, it's not, it's not right. far off. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to work it out. Who, who's, who's lost and won overall at the end? Um, SMJ, uh, what's Golden Button this week? What is Golden Button? Oh. Wrong with the year. No, no, sorry, who is Golden Button this week? Oh, spoilers. Um, so, Rob, you have got Paul Mason. Good man. Matt, you've got Rachel Spicy. Hot, hot. Emma, you've got Ben. No last name, Ben. <coughs> that, Ben can't run for Emma. Emma, who is Ben? It's Twisted Running, Ben. Congrats. Like Adele, he doesn't need a last name. Then we've got our Ben, Team Red, has got Derek Wes and JP Neil Marshall. Lieutenant Marshall. Lieutenant Marshall. There you go. That, that, that is a good little batch of golden buttons, isn't it? Yes. Big thing to give it to you this week. As always, it's always a treat <laughs> when he does. Um, and challenge this week, SMJ, still got a few days to complete it, haven't they? Run with the enemy, run with the enemy, run. <laughs> <laughs> How long, how long did that take you to figure out SMJ? A really long time. I'm waiting for one of you to put it on the uh, Spotify list. Okay. Okay. Continue. Continue waiting. Um, who's going to be speaking? Me? Have I said the challenge? Is there anything else to say? Get five bonus bars. Run with yeah. the enemy. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? Have I said everything? You sang "Run with the enemy" and then said five bonus miles. Simple as that. That's it. Is that is that it, Statman John? You've got on mute again. Is everything all right? That is it. That is it, lad. Oh, Are you okay? Are you okay this week? I'm not. I've uh, I've rolled on that body. Like I said, I've probably inhaled some stuff I shouldn't have. I've got right. a walk, and I'm losing it. Right. Okay. You're welcome, Statman John. Is that? Are we done then? Do you think it's do you think it's time to leave, SMJ? Goodbye. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Um, and on that note, we need to start saying some thank yous. Uh, the rules for Series 11 are whoever's team are bottom uh, says the thank yous. Uh, you did more miles than me, JP. Would you like me to do the thank yous this week? Because technically my team was bottom from a weekly perspective. More than happy for you to take it if you want. I don't mind. Okay. No worries. Well, first and foremost, thank, thank you to our guest, Kerry O'Flaherty. Uh, Olympian uh, for the amazing chat. Go give her a follow underscore run Kerry run. Thank you very much to our park run power couple, our cowl cub cuties. Forever more now known as Ben Emma. Ben and Emma, you're absolutely incredible. Thank you to my uh, amazing co-host. He may not be full size uh, in stature, but he is full size in my heart. Uh, That's Matthew Taylor. Um, Thank you to our editor in chief extraordinaire um, and also for his good patter on the show, Mr. John Pickup. Uh, Thank you very much. I suppose, despite a pretty piss poor performance, frankly, this week, SMJ. um, Thank you very much to our newsletter team. uh, That is Jamie Denham, Claire Forsyth and Nicholas Finnington. Um, And they're, of course, headed up by uh, a member of our core team. That is Mr. Paul McWhorter, who did not lose his miles this week. That's pretty exciting, is it not? Um, Also in the background, we have Sammy, we have Joe, uh, we have Paul, we have... That's it, isn't it? 
Is that everyone in the... Oh, Lou! We've got about Lou. Somehow I always forget about Lou. It's like I've already mentioned her and I haven't. Mm, hey. Uh, but we love her as much as we love everybody else. So thanks to her. Thank you, of course, to Graham Lindley for the super awesome theme music. Millie, 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 me. And thank you to all of you for listening because you're dead, dead good. And we love you. Did yeah. I miss anyone? No. No. Emma, where, where, where can people find us? Where can people find out more about the podcast? Where can people get involved in the Fartlek family? Where can people go to learn more about us? Uh, we're all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. We've got a website, whatthefartlek.com. Uh, you can also get in touch via email, whatthefartlekpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to listen, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music and Amazon Music. Uh, I think I'm also supposed to say if you do listen, please give us a rating or a like. Uh, it helps a lot with the algorithms and gets us up in the charts and we'll hopefully get some more listeners. Absolutely. As always, absolutely spot on. So, yeah, please do give us a follow. Check us out. Um, find out more about us. Come and get involved in our wonderful Fartlecky world. And um, do you guys want to know who's on the show next week? Yeah, we do. Uh, it's a good one. I'm chatting to uh, Mr. Ben Shepherd, Ben Shepherd of Run Through fame. So if you are followers of Run Through and Run Through TV, more importantly, or if you've been to one of their events, um, there's probably like a 3% chance that you've had this knobhead um, that points to myself uh, shouting your name as you cross the finish line. But it's much more likely that you've had Mr. Ben Shepherd because he is the kind of in the north the primary MC. He also runs, does all their interviews on Run Through TV. Uh, but he's also a professional broadcaster um, and he's a really good runner. Loads and loads of endurance events over his life. Um, sport's been a big part of it. Uh, he's got a big challenge on at the moment where he's transitioning from primarily doing endurance and longer distance wacky stuff to now he wants to nail the road marathon. He's documenting it all. It's called Project Marathon, I think. It's awful that I forgot that. Um, but you'll find out all about that tuning in next week. Uh, he was very kind to have me on Run Through TV a couple of weeks ago, so we decided we'd return the favour to find out more about him. He's always the one giving the interviews, so we thought it'd be nice to shine the spotlight on him for a change. So Mr Ben Shepherd is our guest next week as we roll towards the conclusion of Series 11. What do you reckon? Absolutely awesome. And of course, last but not least, if anybody wants to find out more about the, the crew behind the brand, uh, JP, where can people find you on the old Instagram? I'm going to give you a follow. Oh, I'm at jp.runsfree. What about you, Matthew? I'm at Matty Owls. How about you, Ben? I am at Sheffield underscore Strider. What about you, Ben? I'm at Benemer. I mean, no, sorry. How about you, Rob? Oh, I'm at Little Runner Boy Rob. SMJ, are you still lurking in shame in the background? Here I am, here I am. Uh, SMJ underscore KWS. Any more followers this week? Three, three new ones. Hello. Very good. Have you posted anything? I just did. I'm looking forward to your feedback. Okay, I will look at it imminently. Um, and that's about it, really, apart from to say, uh, as always, thank you very much for listening. Uh, series 11 is drawing to you're all on your phones now aren't you no one's paying attention to me because you all want to see the Statman John's bloody Instagram post <laughs> absolute <laughs> amateurs the lot of you anyway thank you is very that much. a word <laughs> <laughs> my phone's here
Okay. So, sorry, Matt. Gold star for not physically being able to get distracted because you're using your phone as a screen. Oh, it's a wart. Thanks, SMJ. <laughs> and thanks, JP, for sharing. Um, yeah, uh, just thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of our Fartlek family. If you want to learn more about the Fartlek family, you can do so via all the channels that Emma so eloquently explained just a couple of moments ago. We are a UK-wide and international running community. Very, very excited that we have our next weekend. We have our weekend uh, in Sheffield. Uh, we've got uh, 5K finishing with a beer on the Friday. We've got football on the Saturday. We're doing a part run takeover and of course we're having a party afterwards. And we've got people travelling from the United States of America. Big shout out to TJ who's just landed in uh, sunny old, merry old England um, and is here for a couple of weeks and is, of course, headlining her tour of the UK by coming to fucking Sheffield. So let's hope that's not too much of an anticlimax for hanging out with us thoroughly mediocre individuals. Um, but yeah, we're not for everybody. We know we're not. But if you think that we're the kind of people you'd like to hang out with, we'd love to hang out with you too. Uh, we're all about just promoting inclusivity, making sure people feel welcome, trying to combat loneliness a little bit and using the shared love of running that we have um, to try and make some new pals. So uh, come along, try us out, see what you think. Um, it's fun, I promise. Uh, as always, may your runs continue to be wonderful. Don't forget to be excellent to each other. Be kind or fuck off. Uh, don't be a dick. And we'll see you next week for some more fartlecky fun. Um, Matt, have you thought of anything good to say? You can't fly, you can't fight, and you can't crow. Perfect. Cut it after he does that. That's the best thing he's ever done in his life.